Welcome to the Athletic Motion Golf Podcast. As a golfer, now more than ever, you have access to all sorts of swing advice and swing tips, and that can often be confusing and conflicting. This podcast is going to help you cut through all the clutter. You'll understand what really happens in the golf swing based on what we've learned from measuring the very best golfers in the world, but most importantly, how that information can help your swing. And we're going to try to do it all in 15 minutes or less. This episode is brought to you by AMG Plus, the best way to train your swing online. AMG Plus includes our four key training systems, the swing system, the speed system, the short game system, and the soon to be released putting system. You also get access to our private forum where Sean and I, along with our other AMG certified instructors, review your swings and check your progress as you move through the checkpoints. To learn more about it, just visit athleticmotiongolf.com forward slash the letters AMG dash PLUS to get started today. Sean, I think one of the most difficult things about, you know, trying to improve your golf swing or just trying to learn more about how to become a better golfer swing wise is that the camera positions that we're used to seeing the swing from, right? Your face on camera position or your down the line camera position really camouflage what it takes to produce those looks. And, you know, for as long as the game's been taught and for as long as we've been able to film ourselves, you know, years and years and years now, decades actually, those camouflage elements of those 2D images on top trying to capture the true three-dimensional movements of the golf swing have sent a lot of golfers down a lot of rabbit holes that makes it very difficult to recover from and or improve from. Yeah, I think it's probably the hardest thing about learning golf. You know, you see the the club and the arms going around a gol- on the around the golfer, and if you freeze, let's say you freeze frame a golfer halfway down in the downswing, the club's in the slot, and you think to yourself, I need to be there. I think where you get off track is you we, we discount the role that the body plays and the rotation and the shifting of the body that puts the club there. You only you you just think in terms of oh I see the arms and club have got to be there, and what a golfer will do is on the downswing they're mentally putting the club there, not thinking about the body turning and rotating to bring the the club to that position. I hope I said that right, and that just hit me like just now. <laughs> like why so it's we're, so, so hard. we're gonna we're gonna hash this out yeah. live, right? Yeah. So if you think of us use the, I think I understand what you're saying. So if you consider or just imagine looking at a golf swing, whoever's golf swing it is, from that classic down the line view, and I'm sure you've seen a swing plane drawn on on the screen before, and you see the golfer in the backswing where the hands just kind of run right up that swing plane or the downswing where the hands and club get on plane. It's easy to look at that and go, okay, at halfway back, I need to have my hands out there on that plane. And I just start to put my hands out there on that plane. That's not how that look that you see that great player created it, right? In in many cases, those hands are moving in a completely different direction than what we see them on the plane. But again, that influence of the body motion, or you can look at it the other way around, the body motion influences the arm motion. That creates that combination of movement creates that look that we're all used to seeing. That's why trying to mimic that is so difficult. And that's why we always caution people against fishing for those positions. Because when you just take your hands and arms and place, let's just talk about the plane line. Everyone, we, everyone knows what that is pretty much. Draw the line up kind of just above the shaft. 
from down the line so you can kind of see the swing plane. If if you just went out, you know, today in your backyard and said, oh, I can do that, and you just place your hands and arms there, and you say, okay, I got it. And then you get a ball there, and then you film your swing. The first swing is going to be a f- two feet inside that plane line because you discounted the role that the rotation of the body is, is, a, is affecting that in that first part of the swing. So in reality, your club and arms have to kind of go out a, at like a 45 away from you to the point that when it's blended with the turn, it creates, it puts the club where it's supposed to be. We've, we've done a drill on that, right, in our swing system where you're at address or your setup, and when you isolate what the arms do independent of the body motion, the club hands and arms work away at 45 degrees to your setup position. Kind of up and away. Would be, from a down-the-line view, would be way above the plane, okay? We've seen golfers, I've done it for a lot of swings, a lot of reps in front of a mirror, you know, practicing putting my hands and club in that perfect on-plane takeaway position. And then as soon as I feel my first swing, like you said, that thing sucked inside because now all of a sudden my body's moving dynamically, there's speed involved. You have to put the club at that 45-degree angle for it to show up on plane. Mm-hmm. Like that's – it's a frame of reference that's hard about the golf swing, not the movements themselves. It's a the frame of reference. So many golfers tell us they can't do the professional movements. The, perf- the movements themselves that pros make are very simple and easy to do, right? Swinging at 130 miles an hour, most of us can't do that. But the movements that those players use to do that, we can do. It's the frame of reference. That's the barrier. That's the hurdle that golfers, most golfers won't, won't get over or don't get over. You know, and we use this frame of reference style teaching, I guess I would call it, in lessons all the time. And people will come in that have been struggling for 20 years coming over the top let's just say, right, mm-hmm. steep downswing. And when we show them that, hey, if you want the club to be on plane on the downswing, let's say you're at the top of the swing, you need to feel your arms and club work behind you, down behind your heels for the club to end up somewhere near the plane line when your body starts rotating. And a lot of times for the first time in their life, second or third, maybe first ball, they hit the draw. Yeah, and it's not... I'm going to push back a little bit on what you said there and that it's not a feel that happening. That's what happens to the arms. Yeah, yeah sorry. That's right. That's right. what has to happen. Now, you'll never see the arms get there. So a lot of golfers, when they hear Sergio says he pulls the arms down and these great players through, as long as great players have been recorded, have said they move the arms down. Mm-hmm. And, you know, us amateur armchair Social media guys will say, well, that's his feel. He doesn't really do that. No, that's exactly what he's doing, but he has his body involved. And you have to have both to produce the good look. But the arms work up and down in the golf swing. The body rotates. Body's steepening the movements. The arms are the shallowing part of the golf swing, if we're talking about downswing. But being able to isolate those movements is something we've only been able to do here recently. And then you take something like our AMG 3D where you can turn off other segments of the body and just, okay, like a perfect example of this would be, you know, we've heard for a long time, guys will say, you know, I don't want to lift my arms in the golf swing. I can make my pivot will take my arms up to the top. And with something like AMG 3D, we're just using that example because that's what we use. You can make the golfer do a pivot without 
giving them any arm input, right? With gears, we're able to track 32, I think it is, marker locations, the X, Y, and Z coordinates, which is everywhere you can move in the golf swing. Input that information into the body, but not the arms. So Keep the, the arms, arms at a So the arms basically. will respond to what the body's doing. The arms go about waist high, and that's it. Yeah. And I've never seen a good player make a waist high backswing, right? So even Tony Finau's got arm lift. Yeah. John Rahm's got arm lift. It, and it's kind of hard to explain here, but if you just take your address position and keep your arms right where they are and then kind of turn into a backswing, your hands will be about waist high. That's it. If you want to get to the top of the backswing, the rest of that motion is arm lift where you get your, your trail arm up about level to the ground like you're going to throw a ball. That's a lot of motion. The trail arm bends roughly 70 degrees in the backswing. The body pivot doesn't bend the trail arm. That's right. <laughs> right? I haven't seen a body pivot bends the arm nor have I seen a body pivot straighten that arm back in the downswing. So understanding that you, you can't really have an arms-driven swing or a body-driven swing, right? They don't really exist. No. Now, you can be really good at one and deficient in the other, and you have to focus on one more than the other. That's, you know, that's unique to the individual player. But both have to perform well to have a good golf swing. Now, that's where we again goes back to this frame of reference. If you don't understand what role each of those have, because again, the camera provides a lot of camouflage, then you're going to kind of just, I mean, you and I have worked on certain elements of our swing for years to not see any improvement or in some cases actually gets worse. Mm -hmm. So it's not a lack of one physical ability two intent three, you know, just commitment to it. It's just that we're trying to do the wrong things. We're all trying to get to the same place, but we're trying to do the wrong things to get there. And that's the biggest hurdle in the golf swing that we see day in and day out. Yeah, it's it's, it's really changed the way I, I look at the swing. And um, explaining it to golfers, it's like a light bulb. Light bulb goes off in their heads like that. I finally understand how not to steep or whatever it may be. I finally understand, oh, wow, I have to raise and lower my arms and let the body bring the club out around to the ball. And, um, you know, it's, it's fun to watch them get better. And especially when they first look at the video after they hit that first ball. Um, and they're like, I've never seen my swing like that before. It's, that's the coolest part about what we do is we've get a lot of golfers will come in. You know, some guys have been playing the, playing the game since they were teenagers or younger. And for 40 years, I've never been able to have shaft lean or I've always struggled with a steep downswing. And we'll do a couple things to them in the lessons. One, we'll show them, okay, if you make no body movements, this is what your arms are going to do. They're going to go from the middle of your body at address to the trail side of your body and up, and then back down to the trail side of your body at impact. Mm -hmm. Okay, and then everything else that you see from good players has to do with the body movement. Then oftentimes on the very next swing they make, they're seeing all the things that they've never been able to see just from understanding that perspective of what each part does and what each part is responsible for. Yeah, this is what you just said there is, is a massive one. Um, you know, and, and Mike, Mike and I study, you know, swings in the 3D system constantly. We're always learning new stuff. And there's been a few new parameters turned out. We're able to kind of see inside the swing a little bit deeper. And this idea that the hands are on the trail side of the body impacting good swings is it's a game changer because it, it allows the, everyone's, you know, there's this 
uh, trend with, you know, let's get open, right? And impact mm-hmm. to help mm-hmm. control the face. Well, this is what truly allows the body to work the right way to get open. Because when you try to take your hands from your trail side of your body and slam them over to the lead and attempt to get shaffling, your body actually will stall. Because when you yeah. try to move your arms fast across in front of you, your legs have to brace up and your hips almost have to stop to do that. But if you lower your arms from the top, blend in the pivot, you get the shaffling you're looking for and the body movements you're looking for. And I think when we look at be- like really pretty swings like Adam Scott, they've got that down so perfectly and the timing of it to the point where it just looks like the smoothest motion, like a practice swing. It's such a blended motion. Like even timing of it can have some negative connotation to players. Like I want to take the timing out of my swing. It's blended properly. Like if you and I were to go downstairs and, um, you know, get in the kitchen and pull out all the ingredients to make a cake. And if we don't blend things correctly, it won't look like a cake when it comes out of the oven and be a mess. Yeah, and time stuff. When do you put in this? When do you it's put exactly in this? right. How much of this? How much of that? Right. Adam Scott puts all the ingredients in, blends them just perfectly. At the right time. At the right time. And then it comes out looking like it's supposed to look like. Yep. A birthday cake. Speaking of birthday boy. <laughs> yeah. Sean, birthday today. Sean turns 23 today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel it too. So. Old. That's the hurdle, right? It's understanding what happens when, and you cannot figure that out just by looking at video because we've tried and we've been taught and, you know, as both players and coaches, we've tried to do that and it's, it'll drive you crazy. I just thinking about it right now. If you, if you took Adam Scott, for example, and just try to copy that plane without understanding how it works, you, you'll never, you'll, what's the most copied swing probably in history probably or the Hogan. most tried to probably copy Hogan. swing in history? Probably Hogan. Hogan. How yeah. many Ben Hogan's you see? Yeah. Yeah, because you didn't know the inputs he's putting into that right. club in his arms to allow that pivot to happen. They're just trying to kind of swing it up and down the plane. And it's funny, he even had that image in his book of that pane of glass. Right. And my whole you know, j- junior career, I was trying to swing my arms on that plane, not knowing that that had nothing to do with the arms getting on that plane. That's not how it works. It was the arms had to go away from the pane of glass a lot in order for my pivot to kick in to give it the look that it was on plane and great. It worked for Ben Hogan. You know what? <laughs> that That's, it is what it is, right? He's got the gift. Right. He probably didn't have to think about it a whole lot. And he had the swing plane and then they decided, okay, it, it's on this pane of glass. He had it already. It's funny. And doing what we do for a living. Some days I, th- I think we're swing instructors. Some days or some lessons feel more like therapists. Most lessons, especially at the beginning of the lesson, when we're just meeting a player for the first time, I feel more like a uh, investigator. Well, uh, uh, like a fast food order taker, oh, yeah. right? Where a golfer will come in and say, hey, what brings you in? Well, it's like they're looking at a menu and they'll go, you know, I want some more shaffling. Yes. I'll, I'll take uh, a large size of rotation, <laughs> sprinkle in some uh, shallow on the downswing. And it's like, you know, the golf swing isn't you can't order the parts that we want to have. Right. Those are all results. The downswing is so much of a result of what happens before it, especially the closer you get down there to the ball. Understanding what parts produce, like you said, what parts blend and at the right time. And oftentimes they're opposite of what they look like. Like the arms coming down, for instance, is a great example of that. The arms come down vertically in the golf swing. That's how they go up. But when you add the body pivot in that, they don't, they're all of a sudden not vertical anymore. They're steepened enough 
And that's the thing about rotation. Rotation is a steepener. They steepen that arm swing enough to produce that classic swing plane that we're all used to seeing and probably would strive to try to do in our own swings. Yeah, I guess you would call it trying to chase the look on video and not realizing that you can't do that. Yep. You got to know that what you got to put in to the recipe to create that that look. Yep. So this off season, we are investing a lot, a lot of time, effort, resources to produce content to really visually explain what we're talking about in this podcast. So if you're if you haven't subscribed to us on YouTube or don't follow us on Instagram. You're going to want to do that if you're wanting to really kind of see behind the curtain of, you know, those ingredients and when to put those ingredients in your golf swing, because a lot of this is going to be super surprising to you to see. It was for us. Yeah, I, I think, you know, just kind of think about it as frame of reference. Frame of reference style is key. teaching. And yep. I, I haven't seen really anybody do it. Well, it's, you got to have the right tools to be able to do it. Uh, then you got to have, you know, the access to the data of what great players do. When you have those two things, you really start to see behind the curtain of, you know, how to improve your golf swing. And it's not physical limitations. That's not the hurdle. It's just being able to see through that camouflage. And the more I think about it, this is probably something that is going to really help people. You know, it's, just, helped, it's helped both of us tremendously. I mean, the, the, the lessons... That we're, you know, using this in lessons, it's incredible the amount of changes we've been able to make in a short amount of time because it's just that light bulb moment of like, I've been struggling this for 20 years and no one has, we get a lot of, no one has ever told me this. Why hasn't anybody ever told me this? Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah, we did yesterday. He's like, I've been trying everything and they're happy that no one's ever told them it because it's something new and different that when they actually apply it, they instantly changes the swing. Like the next swing will be different which is pretty unbelievable, especially been teaching a long time. You, you well, know we get a lot of, I've been trying to do, like a head shake on, I've been trying to do the opposite and never been able to there get that is. look. I did the opposite of what I've been trying to do, and then there's that look. Mm -hmm. So bear with us. We've got a lot of content coming out visually. I know it's hard. Some of this is hard to explain verbally, right? But the takeaway here is if you've been trying to change something in your swing for a while, and you've been diligently working at it, not just trying a tip on the range, diligently working on it, and you haven't been able to make the change. It's not a physical issue. It's how it's the parts, that's the ingredients that you're actually trying to do. That's that's what's keeping you from making that change. Let us know, right? Reach out to us. Let us know what that particular thing is for your swing. We'll be happy to make content, make videos for it. Yeah. I think that that's pretty much covers it. That pretty much covers it. Yeah, if you guys are enjoying these podcasts, please share them with other golfers. We're trying to help as many of you as we can, and uh, you can help us do that. 